0: Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. In today's text, we're looking at Job chapter 29. And Job again took up his discourse and said, Oh, that I were as in the months of old, as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head, and by his light I walked through darkness, as I was in my prime. When the friendship of God was upon my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were all around me, when my steps were washed with butter and the rock poured out for me streams of oil, when I went out to the gate of the city, when I prepared my seat in the square, the young men saw me and withdrew, and the aged rose and stood. The princes refrained from talking and laid their hand on their mouth. The voice of the nobles was hushed, and their tongue stuck to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard, it called me blessed, and when the eye saw, it approved, because I delivered the poor who cried for help, and the fatherless who had none to help him. The blessing of him who was about to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy, and I searched out the cause of him whom I did not know. I broke the fangs of the unrighteous and made him drop his prey from his teeth. Then I thought, I shall die in my nest, and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My roots spread out to the waters with the dew all night on my branches, my glory fresh with me, and my bow ever new in my hand. Men listened to me and waited and kept silence from my counsel. After I spoke, they did not speak again, and my word dropped upon them, They waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouths as for the spring rain. I smiled on them when they had no confidence, and the light of my face they did not cast down. I chose their way and sat as chief, and I lived like a king among his troops, like one who comforts mourners. This is the word of the Lord. Now, one of the things that hopefully jumped out at you, and that we need to talk to our children about in a chapter like this, who's this text about? I mean, Job is going on and on here, but who's he pointing to? Who's he focused on? He's focused on himself. And this is the question I would have you ask in regards to verse 20, my glory fresh with me. Who are we supposed to bring glory to. So to glorify someone is to point to them, to lift them up uh, so that others may see them. Who are we as Christians supposed to glorify with our lives? Who are we to point to? Who are we to share with others? It's Christ. It's Christ and him crucified, that they may know their Savior, that they may hear of his forgiveness and love for them, that they may live with him forevermore, just as we long to live with him forevermore. That's the goal. But look at this chapter. I mean, look at that section, verses 14 uh, through 17. I, 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 my roots, my glory, as you get down to 19 and 20. This is all about Job boastful, bragging, and all done oddly as a lament. So as we think of the the beginning of the chapter, really the whole chapter, Job is looking back on what his life used to be like and how much people looked up to him, and he is longing for that. He's missing that. And the connection in his mind is most clear in verse 5. When the Almighty was yet with me. When God was with him in Job's mind, all was going well. And now that God has abandoned him, all is not going well. That's Job's understanding of things, and that is false. And this is a falsehood that we need to unpack with our kids too because it is a falsehood that runs rampant among the church in america the idea that as long as we are being faithful as long as we're doing the things that god has instructed us to do he will bless our lives in this place and by bless it tends to mean things will go well i'm not saying god won't bless you but the blessings just aren't probably going to be what the world tells you they're not going to look like what the world would consider to be good things so that's called the prosperity gospel if you just give enough money to the church god will bless you he will multiply your your tithe and you will have more than what you gave in the first place you know if you just do this and that then god will give you good health and, and all these things and it's not true in this broken and fallen world, that is not a promise that God has made. Instead, you see something like Second Timothy chapter three verse twelve that says that all desire who to live a godly all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. The next verse says evil will go from bad to worse. Christ said, "Blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek." Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you. Jesus says all kinds of things like this in Matthew 5. There is just no promise from the New Testament scriptures that this life is going to be good for the Christian. And so many fall for that, that lie that is in the church today. And so when things are going well for them, they think God is for them. And then when things start to go bad, when things start to turn against them, when they suffer in this world, when somebody gets sick or or uh, an accident or whatever it may be, all of a sudden God must hate them or God must not exist. How can a good God let bad things happen to good people? Well, and there are no good people as a, a response to that one, but you get the picture, right? Our kids need to have this unpacked for them. They need to know that Job's way of thinking in this chapter is not good. This is not true. God is with us whether things in this life are going well or not. That's the promise of Jesus. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. As you think of Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Christ is with us always. Whether we have riches or poor. Whether we have a feast or hunger. This is Paul in the book of Philippians, a, a often abused verse, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, he's coming off of saying he can be content. He's learned to be content in all things. Those very things I mentioned, rich or poor, well-fed or hungry, he can endure because it is Christ who gives him the strength to endure. Our task in this world, our task in this life is to serve the Lord, is to glorify the Lord in all things and not ourselves. Ourselves. So Job here in the book, in chapter 29, he started speaking in chapter 26, and he's going to keep speaking through chapter 31. He's longing for the past. He thinks God has abandoned him, and he's longing for the good days of old. Um, When you look at verse 3, that by God's light, Job walked through darkness. You can think of Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Or Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. Your rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So he's looking for when he thought God was for him and favored him. He's looking for the days when he was prosperous. He had many children around him. He had so much butter he could even use it to wash his steps of his house. Um, that's a reference to prosperity there, as was the, the oil, uh, streams of oil. Verse seven gets into politics, the local city matters. The gate of the city, the entrance to the city is where the men of that city would gather to discuss city business. What needs to happen economically? Um, with leadership stuff. All those conversations happened there. And so what happens when Job comes to that gate? The young men yield to him. They let him speak. The aged men who have the higher places of honor, they give Job that honor and respect. Even the princes and the nobles hush for Job. The people looked up to him. And his reasoning for why? Well, because, verse 12, I did this and that and this and that. He cared for the needy, which is good, right? We're supposed to do that. That's a good thing. We don't want to brag about it, though, as he is here. Verse 13 is interesting. He said, the blessing of him who is about to perish came upon me. I wonder if it's just a general term that he's saying, like they just, you know, they as before they died they blessed him because they were thankful for all that he had done for them or if it's like Jacob taking Esau's blessing you remember when he sneaks in as his dad Isaac thinks he's about to die he lives a while afterwards anyway but Jacob thinks he's about to die and so Jacob steals his brother's blessing and Esau comes in and wants a blessing too but there's nothing left to give is it that kind of blessing the actual passing on of the family of inheritance in a sense. Not the not fully the inheritance, but the Father's blessing upon his his offspring yet to come. Is that the kind of blessing that Job's referring to? It's hard to say for sure, but that comes to mind. I put on righteousness? Well, he's putting on his own righteousness, which is a false righteousness, an empty hope. Whereas we in the New Testament are told to put on Christ's righteousness. His perfection, not ours. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame, father to the needy. I searched out the cause of him whom I did not know. So he's even helping strangers. These are good things. Do them, yes. But let the Lord bless you for what you have done rather than seeking to strengthen yourself by it. Verse 17, Broke the fangs of the unrighteous, so he opposed the wicked. He stopped them from doing more wickedness. Verse 18, I thought, I shall die in my nest. That's the idea. You don't hear people say it that way today. But the idea that he's going to plant himself where he is, live a good long life right there. He's going to settle, right? He's going to settle down and live in that community. He's going to have a healthy life, a strong life. His word was final, right? The people waited for him. His counsel was so respected. He was the one they wanted to hear. He got the last word. And they did not speak again. Whatever Job said, I mean, they valued him that much that they did it. If there was someone who was lacking confidence, Job would smile at them and it would just cheer them. It would change their day. They'd be encouraged by it. Verse 25, I lived like a king. There is a day coming when we will live like kings in paradise as co-heirs with Christ, the king of heaven and earth. But that time is not for us now. It may be that God blesses you in such a way. You know, the Lord is going to take us down different paths. We have different different things that he's giving us to do. Whether the Lord gives you a little to manage here or if the Lord gives you a lot to manage here. Your role is to serve others. So if you have a lot of wealth, thank the Lord and use it to serve others. If you have very little wealth, thank the Lord and use what you have to serve others. Be content with where the Lord has put you, and know that no matter how dark the days may be, Christ is with you. And even if things are going wrong in your life, it does not mean God has abandoned you. Not at all. Not in the slightest. The Lord is with you, and he will rescue you. It just may not look like what you want it to look like, which is the confusion that Job has here in chapter 29.